Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Heels, the light of day revealing a landscape that to many is barely recognizable. The death toll from Hurricane Ian climbing to a staggering 103 in Florida and North Carolina. The winds from Tampa Bay were actually being pushed away from the shore and out into the ocean. So that is why the water levels there actually dropped. Strange turn of events with Hurricane Ian. The death toll, I believe, now up to uh, over 120, uh, particularly related to that storm. It is hurricane season. Uh, We got a late start, but now here we are. They're saying it's the worst in some 60 years. It's actually Ron President Biden and uh, Ron DeSantis together who are complete opposites of the political spectrum florida rebuilding other communities uh who have been touched by the the hurricane as well are in rebuilding mode the thing about the water being sucked out of tampa bay is a very very interesting occurrence it's a reverse storm surge and i know that it is you know feasible it is it is possible and all of that however things just seem a little bit out of ordinary and i've got the perfect person to come on and talk about this tonight his name is mike morales and he's from above ground world news he looks at the skies he takes a look at uh the charts the data tracks this uh the weather patterns he does it not only for hurricanes but obviously uh with solar flares which are absolutely just off the charts right now and uh so much more so check out his channel above ground world news on youtube he's here now mike morales welcome into the paranormal how are you hey brother it's good to be on here good to try to wake up some different people 
Do you find that you uh, you have a closed mind or a certain not a closed minded group of uh, of followers per se, but uh, that that there are only a certain amount of people who are open to this? The rest are the ones who are closed minded, and it's hard to really convert them over to the other side. Or do you find that it's not necessarily hard to convert those people over once you give them the data? No, actually, more and more people are starting to look up. They're starting to get their noses out of the phone and actually looking up to the skies. I mean, once you start noticing around you what's happening, that's when you're going to start questioning things. I mean, that's what got me into studying the weather and taking meteorology classes and all that. I, I do a lot of astrophotography, and I was, you know, I'd get out there and I'd figure out, you know, it's supposed to have a clear sky, and all of a sudden, here comes 10 jets flying by, and now I can't see the sky. What the heck is going on? That's kind of what it needs to take for other people to actually look up. I mean, this stuff has been going on for decades and decades, and, and we try to prove that with the documentation and the radars. And, you know, we're not going at it with one angle. There's It's multifaceted operations that are going on just for a single storm and that's why when you've seen hurricane ian there was no other weather across the united states and what i've noticed over the decade that i've been researching this and documenting the mass what happens is we see what's called bunker fuel operations out in the pacific where they're doing what's called cloud brightening cloud whitening and what happens within a week or two of that, the whole weather pattern changes. So pretty much when I do my 16-day forecasts every Sunday night, I can almost do the same forecast for a month straight until I see the bunker fuel operations. That's my first sign that the patterns are getting ready to change. It's like clockwork. I mean, you can go back decades. They got, you know, hurricane mitigation, but that's not what we're seeing. We're never seeing the weather modification for good. It's always for an agenda. Back to you for a second. Got to get a drink. Yeah. So, um, what, what stands out to you, uh, as, as far as hurricane Ian or particularly about this hurricane season? Uh, I know I was commenting with my wife that it seemed to be, we were getting a late start to it. And then all of a sudden it's the worst in 60 years. Uh, so from somebody who's who's looked at the weather patterns and whatnot uh, for, you know, a lot longer than I have, what stood out to you? Well, what stood out to me is way back in January, February, or even back all the way to last year, I noticed that the weather pattern changes have been shifting farther north. And when all the mainstream media was saying that, hey, we're going to have this crazy hurricane season. There's going to be, you know, more hurricanes. I said, no, no, we're not. Everything's going to be up higher north. The tornadoes are going to be up farther to the north, which they were. We had tornadoes in Wisconsin, South Dakota, Canada. And if, you know, beginning of this year, all the hurricanes were going over into to the Pacific. They were falling the exact same lines, hurricane after hurricane after hurricane. And when this hurricane come up, and I guarantee all the weather that we've seen, everything that hit Florida, every storm for the next two, three weeks is going to hit in the very same area 
as that hurricane. But what I noticed is it was defying all odds of meteorology. That hurricane should have went west. And then you had a big cold front coming down and you had massive wind shear. And even the mainstream the mainstream media was saying that the wind shear was is what was causing the damage. Now, two days after the hurricane, they said the wind shear destroyed the hurricane, which is what's normally what happens. Now, this thing, it slowed down to a crawl, and they just kind of held it there. That was the biggest takeaway for me. Now, I, I looked through all the microwave imageries. If I see one anomaly, I, I got to back it up with other radars and other uh, not just microwaves. We go through all the different sp spectrums and heat and temperature analysis. And this one here, I didn't see a lot of weird stuff going on other than the NEXRADS, which NEXRADS and then the aerosol deployment of particulates is what steers these storms. I mean, we've seen it with every single hurricane. Usually there's an aerosol spraying program about two to 500 miles out ahead of the storm. <clears throat> and wherever each day, wherever that aerosol program is, that's exactly the path of where this hurricane is going to head. They put the particulates in there. There's nano particulates in there. It doesn't take a very strong next thread to help guide that storm. We see it over with the weather modification companies over in the United States, uh, uh, United Arab Emirates. Over in Dakar, they, they have what's called the weather generator. They all use just simple next rads to help just nudge these little storms a little bit. And then you also have the wind farms that are affecting the storms. They can steer them. I've gone over this in all my shows. I show the scientific data to prove it. And But this storm here, it was, it was slowed down to a stop. I mean, 10 miles an hour and slower. It's just unbelievable. And for it to, to intensify into a Category 4, going through the wind shear was just blowing my mind. And it went way farther south than it should have been. It should have went to the west, if anything. And it didn't. It went against the grain. So that's that was one of the main things with that storm that was uh, kind of blowing my mind there, where I knew they are doing something else. You know, a lot of people don't realize we have so many satellites up in the sky that we got space mirrors up there. Uh, you got PG&E. They're, they're out of California. I think that's where you guys are from. You know, they're in the weather modification, all the power companies, all the water resource companies. You know, even here in Missouri, some of our light bills, you have to pay a tax called polar vortex tax. That's paying for the weather modification going on for decades but uh kind of lost my train of thought there it's okay Mike. but um, so, yeah it's just going on what do you make about the, the the water being sucked out of tampa bay i thought that was quite weird i mean i guess the explanation is is not quite weird when you're when you're dealing with uh you know storms and and winds and uh you know crosswinds and and whatnot but the bay literally got emptied during the hurricane, which is is a new phenomenon for me, at least as far as uh, what what I've observed in in these hurricanes in the past. Yeah, and, and that that's happened quite a few times with hurricanes. It's almost like a I, I called it a hurricane tsunami. It's basically 
which let's just take you know or or I'm not saying this is what happened, but just kind of think of a think of a a satellite up in the sky, and it's and and remember back when you're a kid, you're at your grandma's, and you got a magnifying glass, and you're outside trying to start a leaf on fire. Well, that's exactly what these space mirrors do, and I've caught with other hurricanes like Hurricane Dorian, Hurricane Michael, where we can actually see the focus beam through the microwave imagery go from a wider circle and then tighten down to a smaller circle, and then the storm intensifies. But as far as the water getting pulled out, <clears throat> that's some crazy pressure and the wind pulling that out. But that happens quite a bit, really. But it's when we start seeing the other stuff. Like, we know that thing was guided south and slowed way down man i mean it was slowed down it shouldn't have went that way it seems like it goes to the same area over and over like they like it it repeatedly targets the same area exactly and that's the way the weather patterns have been this whole year uh every 16 day i mean we went maybe a month or two at a time where i could have said the same forecast for a month straight and it would have been right and and I always am waiting on that the bunker fuel operation out in the Pacific because that's what changes the jet stream. I mean, I got so many articles up uh, back in 2008. The Department of Defense is actually February 6th and 7th in 2008 went to a hurricane modification workshop to learn how to steer the hurricanes. I mean, you can just go through. There's all kinds of hurricane mitigations they could have been doing. You know, they, they use, uh, you can go, go back through history. That tells a story. And then you don't find out the truth till decades later. I've got plenty of clips of, uh, po- politicians that were actually politicians that like Robert Fletcher that actually, uh, tried to fight the weather modification. He called it the greatest weapon on earth, which if we get time, I could play that little one minute clip. And that's from the, uh, from a, the House Committee Senate meeting. So, yeah, since you've already set the stage for it, go ahead, Mike. What are we What are we about to hear? Here, I, I can go ahead and play this. This is Robert Fletcher. And this is back, oh, probably 20 years ago. And his very last video he made after he retired from being a uh, politician, this, this clip is from C-SPAN. Let me go ahead and just play it real quick. Okay, I'm not getting it on uh, the radio uh, on my side of things, so you'll have to to summarize it for us, uh, Mike. Okay, well, anyway, he he's talking to uh, Senator Herbert Cole, and he's asking him, you know, are you, you trying to say that, oh, man, it's going to be kind of hard to summarize. Um, basically, he's saying that weather tampering devices have been placed all over the globe, and they've been utilized back as far back as the Vietnam War. It's going on. It's been going on. They have all the documents, patents to prove it. You know, and this is back 20, 30 years. And like I said, the last video Robert Fletcher made, he was whacked off after that. And he was telling people where these jets were coming out of up in uh, Nebraska. But anyway, if, if anybody goes to my channel, watch my Sunday forecast, I play that clip before every show just to get everybody to to see what's going on. 
that pe- there was at one time people fighting this in the politician, but now they've all been bought and paid for. So we're not going to see any help from them. So what about uh, besides Ian, which which is passed, are there some other storms that are on the horizon that we need to keep our eyes out for? Any that could be potentially as devastating? Well, at least the ones I've seen in the near future, which in the next week or two, are pretty much going to follow the same path. I don't think they're going to be a hurricane. And if they are, we'll know because we'll see all the evidence beforehand. Like we always see the spraying operations. We see the next rad situations. Um, you know, next rads, if, if you look at a next rad map and they're, they're blooming out, you'll hear, hear the local meteorologists tell you them are birds or the, the glare from the sun, but that's not the case at all. These things have, uh, back just a few years ago, they upgraded all the, not all of them, but like a hundred and seventy of these next rads to omnidirectional phase array antennas are basically miniature like ionospheric heaters. Yeah, it was back on October 12, 2007, the National Weather Service upgraded the NEXRAD radars $43 million to 171 NEXRAD radar stations. Now, we can watch how these radars work. Now, if you want to slow a storm down, they crank the radars up. If you want the storm to go through, you won't even see the radar on. There's also, we see beams coming out of these radars. And if it's just a, a quick little beam, that's that's like nothing to worry about. But these, it's actually called, a, it's a maintenance mode when you see these solid beams. And there's regulations on these things if they're running more than five to seven minutes. If you see one, one of your radars with a beam on it, and it's on there for like 20, 30 minutes, they're trying to cook the sky right there. Now, these next rads aren't super powerful like, like you know, other ionospheric heaters. But when they're all placed together, just like the Internet of everything, it makes a huge difference. They don't take a whole lot of power because they already have the little nanobots and particulates in the storm to help guide it. I mean, I mean, there's so much into one weather system. I mean, it's you're being hit from radio frequencies, microwave frequencies, space mirrors aerosol deployments, ground-based seeding. I mean, there's so many things that go on with this. Yeah, Mike. But at least in point, the near future. No, go ahead, please. Go ahead. Uh, at people, least in the near future, I mean, we do we do got one storm in Venezuela getting ready to pop up, and it's going to take the exact same path as the storm before. And what, what used to happen is when a hurricane come through, it cooled the ocean down. Hurricanes are like the thermostat of the ocean. Once one comes through, it cools the ocean down. You shouldn't get one running in the same path, but that's not what we're seeing the last couple of years. Just like this year in the Pacific, we had seven or eight hurricanes following the very exact same path where the water was even cooled down. To me, they were practice hurricanes. Then you also got the Sahara dust that comes off the Saharas that should blow these things apart. And we've actually seen these giant plumes of dust get blown apart and right in the center of the dust storm, then all of a sudden you get a hurricane developing. So, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on with this. It's like, it's hard to get over this in 30 minutes. Like we could take days. Oh, no doubt. Talking about all the things that it. 
Go ahead. Is this the uh, is this the one that's becoming Hurricane Julia? The one you were just talking about. It's currently a tropical cyclone, uh, but it's expected to form into a hurricane by the weekend. Yeah, I, ha- I haven't really looked at that one yet today. I got home a little late work. I usually check them pretty quick. I think right now we have a couple out there. Um, I think one is uh, Invest 13L, and then we got one that's Invest 12L. But we got a huge dust storm that could catch up to the 12L, which would dis- should disintegrate that. But like I said, we, we just had to monitor that. And, and the way I can always tell is there will be a mass spraying operation from the aviation industry that'll be two to 500 miles out ahead of that. Even with the storm, uh, Ian, there was a massive spraying operation exactly over Florida, only in that area, two days prior. And then the, you've seen they were deploying out ahead of that hurricane all the way up. Till it went all the way up into Nova Scotia and up around there. That that spraying operation always stays stays the same distance out ahead of it, and then they're always feeding into pretty much all sides of the storm once they get it going. So yeah, but uh, right now, as of right now, I'm not st- seeing anything major coming right now. We got a big cold front coming down. The cold air is denser; it's heavier. It should blow these things back out into the Atlantic or squirt them down over across Mexico into the Pacific. And that's just like Ian. That's what freaked me out. That thing should have went to the West, if anything. And it didn't. It got slowed down and it took a hard right and intensified against the wind shear. Like it didn't make sense at all. So if we see these things suddenly strengthen, and like you said, they, they we really shouldn't see them strengthen, uh, that's when we should be a little bit skeptical because it could indicate that there might be a little bit of uh, manipulation or modification involved. Right, and, and you can always catch that with the microwave imagery. Uh, man, I, I use so many different satellite views. Uh that way, you know, if I see one anomaly, I don't freak out too much on it. But when I start seeing multiple anomalies from multiple sources, then I know they're tapping into that system. You know, it just, it's just more evidence to the pile of evidence. Uh, now, you said spraying, mass spraying ahead of Hurricane Ian. So I'm just wondering what was being sprayed. Well, as far as that, I'm I'm not up there, but but NASA had they do have a, I call it a chemtrail sniffer plane, and they've admitted that they tried different mixes in the aviation fuel, and I show all the time what's in the aviation fuel. I show it from uh, the IPCC website, but then what we're finding is we're finding all these same particles in our water, we're finding them in our hair, we're finding them in our blood, they're down in the bottom of the dams, this stuff is raining down on us constantly and that's what's making people sick, like if people just go to Wikipedia and if you Google search fuel oil in Wikipedia that talks about the bunker fuel or the ship tracks that I talk about If you just scroll down to the health impacts, it kills 
400,000 people a year from lung cancer, cardiovascular disease, as well as 14 million childhood asthma cases each year. And that's why off the coast of California, you have Asthma Alley. It's coming from the bunker fuel. I mean, we're being poisoned from above. Uh, I've found videos and, and done videos on shows down in Australia where they were vaccinating people from the aircraft. I mean, it's just crazy. If you, Like I said, you go back through history and seen what the military has done to unsuspecting people, you know, with radiation tests, deploying poison fog off the coast of California, off the coast of Florida. I mean, you don't find out till years later and people's already sick and died by the time the truth Yeah, it's gets like those out. commercials that That's you why, see you know, on television. Have you been affected by so-and-so uh, referencing, you know, years previous? And you're like, yes, I have been, but uh, it, it's too late for everybody else who's not still with us. Oh, yeah, and it's nuts. Like, I, I was diagnosed with lung, stage 3 lung, throat cancer back in November and also had a brain tumor a little bit later after that. And I never really talk to nobody about it but now every time i load a facebook page up or a google page every single ad on there is about cancer how they know i mean they're listening through our tvs listening through our phones it's just insane like this is all part of the new world order the internet of everything they want to you know we're going full china mode here and you said uh, earlier practice hurricanes so do you think that uh these are just being done in certain ways to to test the waters sort of speak for maybe future storms uh where they can either increase oh yeah or or decrease the strength uh, based on that yeah exactly i mean that that's what you do you have to experiment that's how you find out how to make things better stronger just like anything else or researching and, you know, the Department of Defense shouldn't be in the weather modification business, but they are. And like I said, that's why they went to the workshops to find out how to steer these hurricanes. And what better place to do is out in the Pacific where there's really nothing for it to hit. And now, you know, when they're ready, they'll do whatever it takes to uh, set the big ones up. But like I said, I don't think this year, and I, I've said this since back in February, May, I don't think we're going to have much of a hurricane season we've had the one bad one and all the rest have been out in the pacific all the rest have went up to the north in the atlantic the whole jet stream's been pushed up north so that's going to definitely affect this year and, and it you know the meteorologist always play, blames a lot nina I, I keep track of all the ocean temperatures there's hardly even a la nina at all out there I mean, they're all going by what Raytheon tells them to say. And that's back when I was taking meteorology classes and taking my test. On the final test, I got up and walked out of there because I said, man, this I'm not going to be tied down to this. I'm not going to have a gag order. I mean, I want to let people know what's really going on. Absolutely. Uh, so any other thing uh, as far as the, the hurricanes uh, that we should uh, keep our eye on? Uh, you said really uh, that may have been it. Uh, everything seems to be winding down. Well, we'll see. I, I mean, like I said, every Sunday I do a 16-day forecast, and, and it, it all really boils down to if I see 
a brand new bunker fuel operation. If a brand new one pops out, then we got a week or two to try to figure out what, what they're doing. Because it usually takes about a week or two for them particulates to get up into the atmosphere. And then we start watching for the the aviation tracks. You know, when you go outside, you see the grids in the sky. Then we start watching that. We start watching the ocean temperatures. You know, we can pretty much see where they're going to aim this thing a week or two in advance. Uh, Mike, tell us about Like your... I said, r- right now. Yeah, go ahead. Finish that thought. Go ahead. Uh, I, I done lost it, so go okay. ahead. Uh, go ahead. Tell us about your YouTube channel and about your show. We'll have you back on very sh- uh, very soon, uh, but I'd like folks to, uh, to, to follow your work in the meantime. All right. Yeah, you can follow us either on Facebook, Above Ground World News, or you can find us on YouTube. It's just Mike Morales. If you type in Mike Morales and Weather Warfare, you should be able to pull me up. Now, I usually have to delete my videos on the weather stuff a day or two after I make them. I've been totally deplatformed off, you know, demonetized on them. Uh, Discord, I've been banned from. Um, also, we are on DLive, Above Ground World News, Gab, Above Ground World News. Uh, usually, if you can just find one of my channels, AGWN on YouTube, that's the backup channel. I have all the links to our platforms in the description. And if any of this uh, does get uh, taken down or, or or whatnot, we'll have the audio version posted for certain at paranormalradio.com. Mike Morales, Above Ground World News, appreciate you coming on the program tonight. All right, brother, be safe. You as well, and we'll talk uh, next time from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest. I am Jeremy Scott. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hopefully, you'll be back with us on Saturday night, 7 Pacific, 10 Eastern. Stephen Bassett will be back with us from Paradigm Research Group talking about UFOs and disclosure. Until then, good night and God bless. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.